or we'll begin momentarily. Keep it locked in right here at TonyBasilio.com and on your Tony Basilio app. And hey, do us a favor. Spread the word. Tony B, welcome you to another edition. A few minutes late's better than never, you know. But uh, hey, there we go. The yesterday's show was playing on the uh, app, which is always a good thing. But hey, a little bit of me, a little bit of you goes a long way. I love the great Marcos Garza. He would want me to get on the air of the day and start today's show. Laura was trying to walk me through how to do our video stuff a second ago, and oh boy, I am so challenged. But I'm here. I'm here. We're here. We're going to make it happen with each other. It's kind of a beautiful thing. Today on the program, we're going to talk, and we're going to go to Texas A&M. Robert Cessna is going to join us as we continue to preview teams from around the league, teams that appear on Tennessee's schedule. Kind of like a living annual, I think, is what I'm, uh, is what I'm calling this. But We're going to visit today with uh, Robert Cessna of the College Station Eagle, and it's, a, it's an interesting flashpoint. We had him regularly scheduled. I'd like to say this was uh, some kind of creative deal today, getting him here, and some great thought was behind it. But I'll tell you this. There is a very interesting, interesting deal on a Wednesday that is going on right now between the NCAA and the folks down in Texas because the NCAA have acted and the folks down in Texas are saying, we don't care about your statements. We don't care about what you've said. We don't care that you think you're setting the NIL rules. We've got a governor in our state that told us we can bring it inside, put it in the same pot, mix it up, stir it up, gives them a huge advantage, and we're going to do it. Because we're Texas, and you don't mess with Texas. And Sean Sinclair, good morning to you. Good morning, Tony. Thanks for having me today. Don't mess with Texas, Senko. Well, I think it's don't mess with any of the cash cows. You saw that um, you saw that a few decades ago uh, when they tried to CFA and all these things, and Notre Dame just stood up and said, "Yeah, I'm not playing that game." Um, they tried to force Notre Dame into a conference. They tried to uh, you know corral them into a um, uh, a a television package with other people and said, no, we're doing our own thing. And uh, the NCAA just kind of just said, okay. So I, I, I like um, I like how they're challenging things. Uh, and I like how it's, I like how it's Texas and not one of the, not one of the established SEC teams right now. I was talking with somebody in the, in the deal last night who told me that they feel like the NCAA is going to go after Texas A&M and try to make an example out of them. You know, A&M got their hackles up first. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it's an interesting deal. Uh, he, the word I'm getting is don't be surprised if the NCAA comes after uh, Texas A&M and tries to, you know, make an example out of them. And because, uh, you know, the NCAA has to show Sean, that they've got some kind of um, some kind of gravitas to them because they're basically they're a joke, and they're going to get run over in this deal. You know they're going to get run over. I know they're going to get it run over. They probably know they're going to get run over, but yet they came out yesterday 
and, uh, you know, issued some kind of tepid deal on the NIL and how we're all going to get on the same page on this thing and we're all going to have the same rules going forward. And it wasn't a few minutes later, Russ, Ross Bjork said, uh, no, we have laws in our state and we're going to adhere to our laws. And, Sean, at the end of the day, what are they going to do about that? What can they do about that? Well, the NCAA can't do anything, and I don't know why they're—I don't know why they're trying to have this power play right now. Uh, the NCAA would not go up against Texas A&M. Uh, the state of Texas would sue the NCAA, mm-hmm. and I mean that's—the NCAA can barely take on one school, nevertheless a state. I mean, you're talking about the you know, a, if if Texas was a country, it'd be a top ten right uh, ec- ec- uh, economy in the world. Right. So, so there's absolutely no way you had the, as we referenced last week, you had the president of the NCA just say, "There's no way to cap this in nil. There's no way to, um, there's no way to prevent. Uh, it's a free market deal." So he's he's on TV saying that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure why, I'm not sure, the, always remember the NCAA is not an office out there in and of themselves. They represent the college presidents and athletic directors. Yep. So for anybody that thinks the NCAA should step off, no, what this is, is they are just the face of the Danny Whites, of the uh, whoever out, out there is trying to get control of this money. Last week, there was a big topic about is NIL uh, limiting the funds that would be available to, uh, you know, colleges out there to, to build their vanity projects. Well, of course it is, and I say that's a good thing because I've yet to see a college, university, or whatever athletic department that's a good steward of money. I just haven't seen it. They get Jim, Jimmy Sexton toys with these people uh, every time they come up with. Well, well, take a look at the the baseball stadium. It's almost doubled uh, in budget in six months. Correct. Like unnecessarily, uh, so, so you know. Everything. Yep. Is, everything is irrelevant, and 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 I don't blame these athletic directors because they want to keep competing. It is a forever arm race, arms race. Excuse me. And, and they want to have some kind of control over this money fiefdom that they've created, uh, knowing full well that, uh, that they sign checks that don't come out of their bank account. It is like you are, you yeah. are no law. This is just like trying to get, and I'm trying, not trying to be political here, but it, it's just like trying to get, uh, politicians to get, uh, term limits for Congress. Right. It's not going to happen. Or as so I like to say, or as I like to say, I like when these people start talking about a temporary tax. Y- you show me the next temporary, show me the first temporary tax, and I'll show you the next one. you got to be kidding me. Temporary well, they, tax. I think, I think we, what we've seen is this market's always, for the most part, correct themselves. And you take a look at, they talk about this money for NIL. Okay, that's great. We've already seen that the money that they're talking about is 
just very much inflated to what it really is. Um, you've got uh, you've got kids that what the president said in that same talk uh, from Omaha that fifty uh, percent of the kids that ended entered the portal did not find a new home. So those things are going to correct themselves. And uh, I think they should just, frankly, I think they should just leave it alone because every time the NCAA or college administrators stick their nose in something, they ruin it. Yep. Every time. Opinion. Well, no, you're right. And here's what the NCAA said yesterday in a memo. They, they sent a memo out to their schools. And basically, it says the following. Now, you tell me if you think this is going to work. Anybody listening to me, and Robert Cessna is going to join us on the other side. Because Texas A&M has essentially said, hey, that's pretty funny. And, and by the way, the other Texas schools are going to follow them because they know right now they have an advantage. And then the other states are going to have to pass laws that say, hey, you know what? Uh, we got to get real here. Or, or our constituency will cheer for teams that will seed championships to the uh, to the Texas schools. So basically, what you have here is is that you have a situation where the NCA has sent out a memo to schools, and it was yesterday. You know, hey, it's it's beginning of summer. Let's try some bits here. Everybody wants to do bits. Everybody in my business wants to do bits. Everybody in life wants to do bits. People on social media want to do bits. Everybody wants to do a bit. So this is, they're doing a bit here, and it's kind of fun. The memo informs schools, and I quote, this is in direct response to what's going on at Texas. As I told you a couple weeks ago, the Texas thing is a big deal. Some people try to say, well, Tony, you're overstating that. You know, it's not, it's not like, it is exactly like that. It is a huge, it is a huge deal. A huge deal. Here's what the NCAA's memo says. If state law permits certain institutional action and NCAA legislation prohibits the same action, institutions must follow NCAA legislation. And then they sent a frequently asked questions section of the memo, and the NCA argues the following. NCA rules are adopted by member schools, as Sean said, by member schools who follow the rules to not enforce rules against those who choose not to do so. Schools who do not like the application of a particular rule should work through NCA governance process to change the rule. Unless and until the membership changes a particular rule, all scores as part of voluntary membership are required to comply. Hey, that sounds great. You know, that would be really wonderful if the Supreme Court didn't get involved and totally change the way you do your business. Unfortunately for them, the Supreme Court got involved and said, you people are a bunch of damn morons living in your ivory towers who, who, who aren't who aren't living in the real world, so let us help you. Let us help you here. And here's how we're going to help you. Uh, we're blowing your whole system up. And now they're left to sort it out. Ross Bjork at Texas A&M yesterday said, that is highly comical. That's highly com- I want to talk to uh, Robert Cessna on the other side. 
Because I just don't see A&M, Texas, TCU, and these people. Let me, let's just do this. I'm way over. i got to get Robert in here. I'm like three late for him anyway. Let's take a brief T.O. We'll come back, and we'll kick it around with him, because I don't think Ross Bjork and A&M. I'll be curious to see what he thinks they're going to do. Maybe Bjork's just blustering online, and maybe they're going to comply. I wouldn't bet on that. I would not bet on that. Very, very interesting stuff. And then we'll talk about X. A&M's team, uh, you know, we see them on our schedule. What are the prospects like for them, for them in the upcoming season? We continue with more right after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. 
more high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. Tita, to be back with you, breaking it down scientifically on a Wednesday as only we can. Really blessed to be joined by Robert Cessna, one of my paisans from uh, College Station Eagle. And, and Robert, when we, when we booked you for this thing, little did we know that A&M in Texas would be a flashpoint but A&M's a flashpoint, and in this whole NIL discussion, which really is interesting yesterday, your thoughts on the, um, I don't know what it, it's a memo, but it's really almost like a warning from the NCAA saying, hey, you guys down in Texas, you guys rewrote your laws, but you're still a part of our body here, so you better be careful. Uh, your thoughts on on what the NCA did there? Well, the, the, the deal is, you know, it's going to change all the time because it, 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 there's just no rules. So what happens is, the way I saw it is, you know, A and M in Texas, maybe a couple others on the forefront, 
to reading into the rules. How can they use it to their advantage? And then the, the laws change. The rules change or the rules are going to change. And they go, well, you go, that's not fair. Well, once again, is there's just no rules. So it's tough to go ahead and move forward because you think you have your ducks in order. And then all of a sudden the NCAA or the government comes along and says, well, you can't do that. Well, you're, you're wasting a lot of time and a lot of money. And, you know, A&M says like, is saying like, you can't blame them. Hey, we interpret the laws. We're going to do this. We're doing everything within. Then they come back and say, oh, wait a minute. You can't do that. And, you know, you, you would be, uh, upset if you say like, okay, we're going to talk, you're going to talk about this today, Cessna, when you're on. And all of a sudden I start talking about something else. And you go, wait a minute. You know, you can't change the rules in the middle, but we're going to see this all the time in NIL. And I can see how A&M so frustrated because they thought they were ahead of the curve. That's the way I look at it. No doubt about it. Because here's the thing. Uh, they were smart enough to go to the state and Greg Abbott down there and say, Correct. hey, you know, hey, hey, Greg, sign this. We need help. We need help. Sign this thing. Sign this thing. And, and you know, here's the thing. Look, the, in the SEC footprint, the saying is it's a league saying. I didn't make it up. You didn't make it up. Sean Sinclair is on here with us, didn't make it up. It just means more. So when it just means more, uh, that's like this thing with Tennessee and Chase Burns, right? I mean, let's right. get real. LSU was going to shake him loose. Now, LSU uh, found somebody else and got cold feet. He's probably going to Batista you, ironically enough. But the point is that there's no honor among thieves. And now, all of a sudden, they're going to tell these other schools, well, you know, we have rules and we're going to make these rules, and it doesn't matter what the Supreme Court has said and what the courts have said. Robert, in what world, you and I are adults, in what world is that going to work? Well, here's the deal is, I don't know about you, but uh, the last few years, I, I get so sick of the get transfer so quick. These people are playing in four schools, and like we talked about off the air, you're always going to, what, what suits you best? I mean, the rules, you're going to say, well, hey, we're following the rules. When they apply to us, everyone's like that. I mean, it's it's like, uh, and then what happens is, I'd like to have uniform rules. I think we all would because suddenly everybody's getting that extra year. Uh, statistics and records don't mean anything because people have five years now or six years more than ever, and we keep changing it. And I get it. Everybody says, "Oh, it's for the better of the game. It's for better of the student athletes." Well, you know, high school kids didn't get an extra year because of COVID. Whatever, we change all the rules, but really. Everybody's trying to change the rules for themselves, and until they get uniform rules, and luckily, I do like the SEC because when it when it boils down to it, eventually they'll get in a room, and everybody will abide by the same rules in the SEC because, as you just said, it just means more. Well, until they don't, and and so, I mean, I'll bring Sean Sinclair in here. Sean, what's more likely to happen, right, as we visit with Robert Cessna? who has boots on the ground when it comes to what's going on uh, down there in Texas and the Texas A&M side of things and their fan base, uh, they want to win. And, and they got Texas coming to the league alongside of them and two schools that are going to get players, going to get their fair share of players. Sean, what's more likely to happen? The SEC leans toward what's going to happen down in Texas and it gets legalized across that footprint or the SEC drags Texas back and says, hey, you can't do those things even though they're state law. What's more likely to happen, Sean? 
I think that's hard to I think that's hard to say simply because um, you take a look at when we first uh, started this and A&M had the greatest class that was ever assembled. Um, Greg Sankey pretty much uh, pulled uh, Jimbo Fisher's pants down and spanked him because of Nick Saban. Nick Saban got on there and uh, in a lack of class move, talked about how they bought the best class ever when he's been doing that for years. And then, that, and then all of a sudden, you didn't see A&M, you didn't see Jimbo uh, say much about anything else. He got put in his place. <clears throat> and I thought that was disrespectful, what they did to Jimbo. Uh, so I'm not sure, because I, I, as long as Nick Saban is the true commissioner of the SEC, and I don't mean that uh, trying to be smart, Alec, uh, everything goes through his office, I believe. But um, I, I just don't know that. Now, here's the here's the thing that I, I would wonder, and this is from a, this is just from an outsider's perspective. This has kind of already been, uh, the precedent's already been like this, where you have a state law that supersedes the NCA. And, and the way I look at that is several years ago when Oregon and Colorado uh, legalized marijuana <laughs> and drug testing, you know, the NCA talks about all of this stuff, about drug testing, et cetera, in Oregon, Oregon State, uh, Colorado, et cetera. They're just like, you know, step off, Holmes. You know, this is our state law. We'll do what we want. And what did the NCA do? They did nothing. They sat there and watched as Oregon and Oregon State bragged on recruiting visits how marijuana is legal in this state, and it greatly in a positive way, affected their recruiting results. Same with Colorado. So uh, certainly state law superseded any kind of membership uh, requirements out of the Pac-10. Well, I think that's a, you have a good point, but the problem there, there is when I see the, you know, the NIL moving forward, we're talking about millions in the Pac-12, you know, could be you know falling apart a little bit with USC and UCLA. I just think... With, with loopholes, if you're able to go out and, and do what A&M and Texas possibly could do because state laws and NIL, that's a huge advantage. But like, like we said, maybe the SEC will supersede that and they're going to say, Hey, look, we're not going to do that. But it, it, it is, it, it is food for thought. Well, it very much is. And because well, I, I guess from me, my perspective, nothing's stopping A&M and Texas. If they want to go just run roughshod over the deal? Because, Robert, the way I understand it, help me out here, the way that state law is written, right now in the University of Tennessee, you have to pretend like Danny White has nothing, and I don't think Danny White's going to have anything to do with NIL because I think he's a pretty much a straight jacket guy, an institutional guy, if you will. I don't know if it's the same at a lot of these other schools. They might be feeding their NILs out the back door. I don't think Tennessee is because I don't think Danny White wants to share his money. My understanding is, at the state schools in Texas, the way that law is written, they can kind of bring it inside right now. Uh, can you elaborate on that in terms of wh- what everybody's hackles are up about? Well, yeah, because A&M is, is one of the few. Their 12th man organization is is uh, separate, f- quote, from the athletic department. But yet now it is with the athletic department. They can go out and use that money to go ahead and get NIL, and that's something other schools does not have. So uh, that, that's a huge advantage. Now, moving forward, once again, is 
how can that be? I mean, how can A and M in Texas, because of the law, be able to do that when other other schools can't have a direct their their booster organizations can't have a direct input on on athletes? And that that's a like you said, that's a huge advantage uh, moving forward. But once again, A and M is doing it within the law, within the state law. So you know, there's federal. That's why Saban and all those guys went up to to the to you know talk to Congress because. Obviously, federal laws would uh, supersede state laws. So there's a couple ways they probably could attack it. So that's why I'm saying is this is something that, that, that will, to me, will continue to change because you can't have different laws. Everybody, if you're competing in the SEC, and we, how many states are we talking? Five, six, but you got to have some kind of uniform rules, I think. No doubt about it. I mean, the Tennessees of the world are at a disadvantage. Even though I'm cheering for the Texas schools right now, because I say, rip the rip the bandaid off and let's do some healing. Go ahead, Sean Sinclair. Well, the thing that that the elephant in the room to me is that as soon as, uh, well, first of all, for state laws, that it's rich that Alabama is, and I'm not here railing against Alabama, but it's rich that Alabama is talking about having issues with state laws. When they and then Georgia change state law for the FOIA request mm-hmm. for um, for uh, major newspapers to get mm-hmm. information, and they and they extend it out to you know ninety hundred and twenty days so that it eclipses past the um, or moves past the football season is no longer news. So they certainly use state law to their advantage. The other thing I would suggest is that any time. That the NCA has enacted laws, widespread laws. The absolute first uh, meeting within an uh, athletic department is okay. Here's what we have. How do we find a loophole? How do we get around this? Mm-hmm. The, the the NIL thing, even though it's a it's a absolute um, you know circus right now, it's still more transparent than what it used to be because if you make it so that all right, everybody has to be on the same page here with NIL. Then we'll go back to the old Southwest Conference. We'll go back to the uh, backdoor dealings. We'll go back. Nobody's going to stop the money from flowing to the five-star athletes. It's just not going to happen. It's always been there. It always will be. I agree with you, but because of the laws in Texas, they made it a little bit easier, and that's why everybody has their fur up, right. but we can see why. That's right. And it will be, it will be interesting to see how this all plays out because, I, I, you know, we talked about Nick Saban being the elephant in the room or whatever, which is true, and maybe now you can even say Kirby Smart or whatever has, has passed him, but I don't think any SEC school is going to get ahead of the others when it's all said and done by legalities because the conference is going to – raise up and say, hey, we're all going to play by the same rules. That's my thought. I think the SEC is is bigger maybe than the federal maybe than the federal, the federal government. Who knows? Well, I mean, look, it's going to be really interesting to see how they go here because there is no doubt. And, and you know, when it first happened, I'm not blowing my own horn, but first thing I thought of, I saw that when I saw that they were going that route with that law, that's going to give every one of those teams that play in that state an absolute advantage that have the money. So, like a TCU in the Big 12 really helps them, Robert, really helps them. They've got the funds, right? I mean, you know, SMU, if if they want to tap into some of their rich reserves and oil money, whatever, they can – because now you can 
Uh, you can get the, the full write-off benefit, send it through the university. People feel better about it, whatever. I mean, however you want to put that. Um, but bringing it in-house is a tremendous advantage, potentially. Without a doubt. And we always say, what do we always say? Just follow the money, show the money, whatever, and money's going money's to win out in the long run because everything else we, we can talk all we want to. But if you got the money, you're going to get the best athletes. And like we said, they're always going to find their way. They find that way in the 50s. They're going to do that way in the, in the 20s, 2020s, and the 2030s. Uh, but, you know, what rules do we have? And right now, None. it's not like we have a lot of rules. That's right. That's right. Look, in a perfect world, should that have been guardrails? Yeah. You know you know what would have happened, though, that would have allowed them to put guardrails on it? As Robert Cessna appears with us today, and he's on your TLD Logistics Hotline, in a perfect world, they would have addressed this, and it would never would have gotten to the Supreme Court. But you and I both know, you down at the College Station Eagle, and me doing this all these years, and we've covered the NCAA for years, just you know, kind of watching. They never proact. They always react. And now they've got to deal with a mess. You know, you know, we've been sitting here the last couple of days decrying the fact that Chase Burns just got up and walked out the door, and there ain't a damn thing anybody can do about it. You know? There's not a, I mean, there's just – and he's going to be eligible immediately. He could go right down the road to Vanderbilt, walk right in there, maybe take a bag from them, so to speak, and there's not a damn thing anybody can do about it. They did it to themselves. I didn't do it. The sad thing is who loses in this deal, Robert, is the fan. That's who loses in this whole thing. Well, it's true, and they're the ones that pay the bills when it's all said and done in the long run. And once again is, you know, we could say they're in for the kids and all that, but yep. once again it's the fans. You can't beat the SEC fans when you saw this, the baseball Deal and even even they want uniform rules. I mean, they, they understand they're going to lose some, they're going to win some. But what are the rules? And right now, to me, there are no rules. Kentucky just got a great basketball player from yep. West Virginia. Same kind of deal. I mean, these guys are on their third, fourth, fifth school, and, and that to me, that's got to end. I mean, we've got to have a you know, we, we put the training rules off. It's so hard to transfer at one time. Now it's so easy to transfer. Yep. Uh, by the by time we get off the air, who knows how many people have entered the transfer portal or moved on somewhere else. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just amazing. It's at the bottom of ESPN every day. They're and gone somewhere else. And, Sean Sinclair, what's nutty to me is that when this thing first happened, I thought they said one transfer per student athlete per career. You got guys playing three, four, five different schools, Sean. What happened to that rule, that alleged rule, Cinco? See, I don't know about that. I mean, it was it was actually it was actually you could take a you could have one transfer and then you could you take advantage of a graduate transfer. Yeah, graduate okay. correct. Do that, but yeah. but there are guys right. now on four school like this kid. What was the shooting guard from um, Auburn? What was that kid's name? Freshman year, he left Auburn. Then he went to Tennessee. Then he went out to Washington State. That pal kid. Yeah, and there are several of those guys all over college basketball. It's crazy. I mean, to Robert's point, it's crazy. You know, I feel sorry for the Phil Steels of the world to have to print these annuals. <laughs> Never thought about that. You no. Know? <laughs> well, you know, Tony, you you said it best. This is just this is because of greed 
and a lack of leadership with the NCA over the years that's led it to this. Now, now they want Congress to come in and clean up their mess and be the big, uh, the big scary monster behind them because they know they're toothless. They, they cannot do anything. Nobody takes them seriously anymore because there's no reason. Their, their absolute whole history is based on a farce by calling kids a student athlete. And if you, if you read the books about that time, they knew exactly what they were doing when they went in front of Congress by making up that name, student athlete. Hey, Robert. But they, um, but they also, but that, those NCAA also wants to save their niche. They've got a lot of people earn a lot of money, get paychecks, oh. get money from all the schools. Oh. They want to say, they want to say, they want to save their niche. That's exactly hey, we're, right. We're on the same page. Robert, we're on the same page. Uh, it, it's, it may have sounded like we we're debating. Uh, we, you and I are on the same page. Well, the NCAA, the NCAA wants to wants to protect their niche. That's a good point because we were we had discussion yesterday, and again over the Burns thing. This is not amateur sports, but it's not professional right. sports either. That's a that's a weird thing about this. It's not you know why it's not professional. We don't have a union. We're not collective bargaining. We don't have like on these baseball teams. Star players get some. Most guys get enough to go eat a pizza on weekends, and they're happy to have it. Uh, on these football teams, quarterbacks are paid X, and then other guys, you know, if you play linebacker or whatever, you, you know, you're out there scrounging around for a meal. So, but the NCAA certainly does want to protect its niche. Here's my thing. I was talking with a friend of mine last night. He's been in it for three-plus decades. He made a prediction to me, Robert. He thinks the NCAA, because it got Saban's hackles up, because it got on the front burner uh, tw- uh, 24 or so months ago, I guess is when they had their little fight. Or was that last year? When was that? Was that last spring they had their little uh, their little uh, contest? Uh, it was 12 months ago, wasn't it, Robert? The whole thing with Saban and uh, Saban. When? When was that? I hate to say it all runs together, but I think you're right. I think you're right. A year ago. Anyway, yeah, it does all run together. <laughs> it's amazing we can keep it all. Uh, it's cra- yeah. He, he thinks the NCA is going to come after A&M. Instead of fooling with Texas, they're going to come after A&M and try to make an example of them. Do you think A&M continues to do business, or do they back off? I think A&M, if their lawyers say go for it, they're going to go for it. If they feel their law's on their side, because once again, if you've got the law on your side until somebody else, once again, I believe, comes in and supersedes with another law or your conference says you can't do it or whatever, I mean, uh, let, let's be honest. We've seen the conference. I'm sure A&M didn't want Texas to come in the SEC, but in the bottom line, Texas coming into the SEC is best for the SEC. So what? In the bottom line, Tony, I believe when it's all said now, what's best for the SEC is going to happen. You know, whatever. SEC is too powerful if they get with the Big Ten or with the ACC. Eventually, we're going to have rules. But I, I don't know when that's going to come about and how long it's going to take or how powerful. But, you know, I, I think a is going to do what they think they can do legally-wise and go for it until somebody supersedes that. I wonder, so from your perspective then, if Sankey sends something out and says, "Guys, this is what this is the way we're going to cook. Uh, we're all going to use the same ingredients. We're all going to shop at the same store. We're all going to pay the same prices. Uh, 
what have you, and these are our guardrails, even though A&M within their state's allowed to do more than Tennessee is, allowed to do more than University of Kentucky, you think they would listen to that? I would think they would have to. If you're part, if part of the, if you're part of the, the membership, uh, there's always going to be things come out that you don't like. Even Alabama, there are things come out that, that they don't like. I mean, you know, it, it's like if that would happen, you, I don't think you could be on, on an island. I, I mean, uh, I think maybe Alabama, with their history, might go ahead and try to do that. But I couldn't see A&M doing that. If, if SEC said this is the way we're doing it, I, I wouldn't. I, I couldn't see A&M coming up and say we're not going to do that. Breaking it down scientifically with Robert Cessna. Robert, what kind of club is A&M going to have this year? Uh, where do they fit into the scheme of things here? Go on the big, go on a big limb. They're definitely going to be better than five and seven because after last year, that was uh, unbelievable. When you, you look at, you know, we are talking about NIL because everyone's talking about that, the transfers, whatever. But you know, A&M on the field's got a big problem because they've got they've got to be a lot better. I mean, when what, what happened last year was was kind of mind-boggling. We talked about just a couple years ago. They signed a record class of all time on top of all their other top ten t- classes, and they don't produce. A&M's got to produce. Uh, you know, we all, we all know that. Every talk show across the country, whether you're, you could, you know whether you're a hundred watt or a million watt, a- A&M's got to produce. Well. So what does that mean this year? What, 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 what Define producing against their 12-game schedule, which includes the volunteers. What is producing? Well, when, you all said, when it's all said and done, that, when it's that 9 and 4 to me, that they've got to win games, whether it's injuries or what have you, uh, that they push that limit. You, you've got to be in the top 15 to 18 teams in the country. That means you've got to win, you've got to win at least nine games. You've got to be 9 and 4. Or else, I think those those shoes are going to get a little tighter on on Jimbo Fisher, because eight and five. I mean that that's that's Kevin Sumlin that that got him fired. Eight eight and five makes makes Aggies throw up. I mean I, I think you, you got you got to win at least nine games. Do they have the club to do that against that schedule? Well, the schedule's very interesting, but it gets back to what does A and M have? These recruits that they've five star recruits that they've they've you know build up they've got to produce the final line is jimbo fisher has got to get the most out of those recruits tennessee's huge game to me when you they all are when you when you're five and seven but tennessee coming on the heels of alabama which a&m always gets up for alabama everyone does we give the alabama after aftermath so to speak and they got to go to tennessee which had a week off before that i think that's a huge game so, but, but once again, they're all huge. I mean, they play Miami the second week. Uh, Arkansas, they can't count on a place kicker hitting the, hitting the upright. I mean, there's so much that to me that A&M has to produce this year, and we're not going to know if they can do it until, who knows, late October or what have you, because if you start out 3-0, and 4-0, 5-0, they've seen that before under Sumlin. It's going to be a very, very interesting year. Oh, the, it's going to be a really interesting year around the league. It's our final year till we get to the 12-team playoff where the A&Ms of the world, everybody's going to try and position themselves to be in that spot, to be a part of that 12-team playoff. And look, A&M super class at that point will be in their third year. They'll be all grown up, as we say in the trade, and uh, it'll be moving time for them. So they've got to show some progress this year. 
really interesting when you say that the the Vols will have a week off uh, while A and M comes off the uh, uh, comes off the Alabama game. That is never fun. Although I'm not sure what Alabama is this year, but on the way out, what did you think of the 2024 schedule? And that had to thrill those A and M people to see some of those old Southwest Conference opponents. A part of that. And if we go to the pod system, I hope that they just keep that cluster of teams together and they play each other every year. Your thoughts? Well, not they don't get Alabama, they don't get Ole Miss. Uh, you know, nice. and that's, I, I think that's a very, very doable schedule. I think Texas got a great schedule. I think A and M got a, a great schedule. And as I were to call them about, when you're A and M right now, you can't look forward to 2024. They got to worry about getting through 23. They got. We've got to survive this and and do well, uh, or else there could be another coach, you know, trying to manage that wow. uh, schedule that looks looks good. Because once again, when you're five and seven, you, you can't be looking ahead. And like you said, those that great class, but you know, they lost so many of that great class because they transferred out, and it's hard to look ahead anymore with the transfer portal because you got to win right now, and you know. Never more so in the SEC. It means more. Every win is going to mean more. It's wild, man. Hey, listen, I really appreciate you jumping on with us today and um, breaking it down scientifically. Robert, if folks want to interact with you, how do they do so? And I appreciate your time. No problem. Just go to AggieSports.com. And uh, if you go there and you go, man, where was that idiot that was on the, on the, on the show the other day? I'm actually on vacation. It's that, it's that time because you got to get take a little vacation before you get back and when everything really falls. We're apart, talking so. during your vacation. That's not healthy, man. You shouldn't be on here right now. I never would have done that if I'd have known that, Robert. No problem. I, we're we're at Destin, so I'm fixing to hit the beach. So how about that? Beautiful. Get your sunscreen on, brother, and uh, be yeah. careful. Love you, man. Thanks. Take care, man. Bye. All right. See you, Paisan. I like him, Senko. Robert Cessna, College Station Eagle. Hey, Sean, when the league says to him, because if Saban gets wind of what Cessna's saying and it's that they're going to comply with the league, they're going to immediately draft something this afternoon. Those schools aren't going to listen to that, Sean. They're just not. They're just, I mean, they're in a state with an advantage right now. Why would you take advantage? Listen, when you have an advantage, hey, if you've got a player out there and you're a basketball coach and you know the guy's got a bad ankle and he can't guard your uh, your your star scorer, what are you going to do, Sean? I'm going to put the hands in, and I'm going to put the ball in the hands of my star scorer. Well, let let's get real. This is because it, Nick Saban chirps anytime he doesn't have the advantage. It's when someone comes up with a new advantage, like this one. This will. This will be dealt with instantly as soon as Nick calls the state legislature of Alabama and says, hey, copy that rule. And then the legislature goes, yes, sir. And then it goes away. And he is always, always complaining about, I mean, here's the guy, here's the guy complaining about NIL who was the first guy to brag that his quarterback, Bryce Young, had a seven-figure NIL deal before anyone else did. On. Unbelievable, Andy. So, it, it, so it's it, it is hard to take any of these people seriously because, at the end of the day, you can look. You can put your talk about the welfare of the kids. You can talk about the 
the uh, uh, keeping the spirit of amateurism. You can keep all of that. You can talk about. You can put your, uh, you know, your talk about tradition and traditional robberies in your back pocket because the only thing that's ever mattered here is money, and who controls the money. And I would I would ask anybody to debate that topic because you can't. No, Danny White sent a thing out yesterday an email to season ticket holders that we're winning and you're paying more next season in 2024. He's already got out gotten out ahead of that. Um Sean, I got to ask you about cuz we haven't talked. You and I yeah. talked off the air. We knew this Burns thing was coming. Yeah. Um and by the way, I want to thank TLD Logistics for helping us provide uh, Robert Cessna and and all of our great coverage. We'll have another guest coming up for you on the TLD Logistics Hotline. John Fulkerson will be joining here in a few minutes. And, and John stayed five years here and is now a legendary figure. Uh, Chase Burns has moved on. Sean, uh, he's chosen for that not to be his legacy. Everybody can make their own decisions. Sean, I really think looking back on it, he pitched angry down the stretch. I think he was angry at his coaches, man. And and it, and he turned in a professional a professional performance that made him so marketable. But I think Sean a lot of that was, hey guys, you guys know I'm urinated off at you and and I'm going to go out here and ball out. I'm going to channel my anger. I agree with you. That was a uh, the end of this season was definitely different. Uh, he comported himself different uh, on on the diamond differently than he had at ut uh, he's been an emotional guy but more so there and so i agree with you i think i think those performances were a middle finger uh to frank anderson and tony vitello um i am this may surprise you but i am glad that there's a system that allows chase burns to move on um you know as an older man i can see my mistakes and I can see when I've made decisions based on anger, they rarely, they rarely turn out right. And this young man, uh, I'm not here to tell him that he is doing right or wrong. Those are his choices, and he'll have to live with those choices. But I am glad that if a kid feels spurned or if he feels cheated or something like that, that there is the avenue that he can move on. You know, there's not this angst about Hollis Fanning moving on. There's not any of the clutching of pearls that Jake Fitzgibbons is moving on. The only time, the only reason anybody is just upset is because Chase Burns is a dominant pitcher that could help us win. However, I would suggest that much like running a business, if an employee and, and Steve Spurrier said this beautifully, if a player doesn't win on your want to be on your team, let him go. You're not going to get the best player if he doesn't want to be there. It's only going to be a headache for the coaches, et cetera. And that doesn't mean Chase Burns is a bad person or a, a headache or anything like that. It's not. But once they want to go for whatever reason, fine. Good luck to you. Now, I will say this. I wish the best for Chase Burns. I will not root for him any more than I'll root for any other uh, non-Tennessee player. Um, you know, good for him. Because, again, is, is anybody going to check on Jake Fitzgibbon's career next year? No. You know, no offense to the young man. Well, or it, the, the other guys yeah. that moved on. But uh, I'm glad because, you know what, as soon as he moves on, that's fine. We pick up a catcher 
That's from right. that same process. That's right. And so it's. Uh, I am glad that there is a way for kids that aren't getting playing time to move somewhere else. The kids that are, uh, for some other reason, look at Alex Stanwich. You know, he entered the transfer portal. He was very much supported here at Tennessee. He chose to uh, go home for the second semester and not play uh, with the thought of coming back. But he's decided that a change of scenery, for whatever reason, uh, might be good for him. I'm glad that I'm glad that situation is there for him. Cannon Peebles, who Sean mentioned a moment ago, is extremely talented. As is Toby Awaka, another double double. For Toby Awaka in the U19 Basketball World Cup, he had 15 points and 14 boards. He continues to blossom into a star. When this thing's over, we're going to get uh, our guy on, uh, Tad Boyle, who we have on from time to time, who was here under Jerry Green back in the day, but he's coaching that team, and Tad loves him. And Tad's going to talk about uh, the development of Toby Awaka with us. Cannon Peebles, who Tennessee got last night, is really talented. Not talented. He's very talented. This is a guy. Now, he did only catch nine games last year, but they feel like he's going to be just fine behind the plate. He was so good. That NC State said, you know what, we've got to get this guy's bat in the lineup and and get it in the lineup they did because he was the ACC player of the year as a freshman, freshman All-American over there. And here's the thing about it, and Matt Dixon adroitly pointed this out, Sean. Here's a guy who's a switch hitter who has plus power from both sides of the plate and similar walk strikeout numbers from both sides of the plate. So that's a guy you can kind of not pencil into your lineup, Sean, but pen into your lineup. A big boy with a big stick uh, who's going to have two years to play here. It's a great pickup. Yeah, it is. And I think that I I tend to think that, uh, look, you're, I know you. I was married to an Italian for 25 years, Vitello. That emotion, that the, this Chase Burns thing, not Chase Burns, but what's led up to it, where, where there was the quote-unquote pampering, which, you know, everyone pampers. So uh, during the season and the disruption that yep. that caused in the clubhouse and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not saying Chase Burns negatively affected our season. I'm not. I think he was very much part of why we went to Omaha. You're saying but, he positively, but, positively is affecting our recruiting is what you're saying, because I know what you're what, saying. What I'm saying is that that, that deal right there, yeah. I guarantee you that Tony Vitello has an extra little burr in his saddle. Oh. And I believe that the uh, young Mr. Peebles is not the last guy. We'll, I think oh. that, he, that Tony is going at this. Like, okay, LSU, I saw what you did last year. Get some of this. And I really believe that he's got the money people behind him. He does. And, and, and he does. And I I don't uh, – Vitello is a superstar. And I think that, that we are lucky to have a guy that doesn't rest, that just is absolutely works harder than most and is uh, 
I, I think he's going to attack this transfer portal with a vengeance. I think that's a really good term because they are going off. And I text him. I'm like, when do you have time to sleep? He's like, yeah, after July 13. That's when we'll be sleeping. That's a, that's the, that's the day the portal closes. That's the day this period's over. That's when I'm sleeping. I don't know about you. I mean, he's those guys are logging some serious miles. And this Peebles guy, they went up there and double-teamed him. They, uh, they had Elianda there, and they had Tony there. And he's catching for the same team that Zach Joyce plays for in the Cape Cod League, which we talked about today over at uh, tclub.team. In fact, another one of their targets, the Holman kid, the pitcher from Alabama, uh, is in a camp right now. Now, the cuts are this afternoon, but they've got a ton of kids in the camp, USA baseball camp over in Cary, North Carolina. Uh, we wrote all about that today over at tclub.team. I'm going to try to get some baseball stuff in there uh, every day for you. Uh, but Toby Awaka for the Hoopsters continues to ball out. His abilities are undeniable. If Toby Awaka was a couple inches taller, he would be a guy that the NBA would be frothing over because he knows how to get boards. And who knows? Maybe, maybe he finds a spot at that level. In the meantime, we'll come back. The great John Fulkerson will join us. Uh, we'll talk with him about his journey. He's been playing overseas for a few years and is really enjoying himself. Hour two on your Tony Basilio show. He's got a camp coming up. We want to shine a light on that. He's trying to do some great stuff in his community. He is doing great stuff in his community, and hopefully we can help him do that as we continue after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby, king of the precious stones, for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224.
In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. June is Dairy Month, and the Murray County Farm Bureau salutes our dairy farmers and the dairy industry for the many contributions to our economy and our health. Milk is the original nutritional powerhouse drink with 8 grams of protein and 13 essential nutrients to keep you energized all summer long. Plus, who doesn't like ice cream? Our hardworking dairy farmers are dedicated to dairy and proud to help produce nature's perfect food. When you sit down to your next meal, pour one more glass of milk and celebrate June Dairy Month. Yeah, I just want to say that your show is disgusting. Two white men and a white woman attacking a black man who's a Democrat. You act like a bunch of Southern disgusting human beings. You need to get off the there. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Hey, Del, you made a comment and called me a jackass yesterday. Well, it, it, that was a uh, that was a friendly comment. Uh, that, okay, uh, but but that go ahead and, and seal my faith as being a Democrat. You know, we got a jackass as a symbol, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm a true Democrat, buddy. So okay. it wasn't a put down from my perspective. It was a peg up. So that's, thanks a lot. That's the way to go. <laughs> Just own it. Yes, sir. Three dudes with a view. Triggering liberals between Dollywood and Graceland Monday through Thursday from 8 to 9 a.m. Right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jim Ross and you are listening to Front Porch Radio WKOM 101.7 located in Columbia, Tennessee. John Fulkerson joining us as we enter hour number two. Tennessee legend uh, John Fulkerson who has got a camp coming up. Uh, up in uh, East Tennessee this weekend, Upper East Tennessee. And I want to get the word out with John, who just finished up 
a season playing in Belgium, one of my uh, bucket list countries that I would love to see at some point. In fact, me and my son were sitting around the air night. We were talking about places we'd like to go see, and Belgium's one of them, and Folky's getting a chance to live over there. That's crazy, John, as I welcome you uh, back to the airwaves here in East Tennessee, and hope you're doing well, man. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing very well. I appreciate you having me on today. What was it like for you to go play hoops overseas? Um, I mean, I could talk for probably about an hour, a few hours about this, but to keep it, to keep it short, what was it like playing for me overseas? Um, it was different, um, but kind of like you just said, being able to travel the country or travel the world um, and to be able to play the game I love to get paid for it. I mean, it, it and for it to be considered professional basketball, um, it was really a dream come true, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, however, I, I really missed playing at Tennessee. I missed East Tennessee, and I, I think I'll always will. Um, but playing over there was really fun, and like I said, just a dream come true and everything I had ever imagined. Language-wise, right, we were talking off the air I would imagine, or I would have thought, that the language barrier would really be a thing, but you, you said that's not the case playing in Belgium. Right. So, like we talked before, Belgium has three official languages, and that is Dutch, French, and German. And almost everybody, all my teammates speak all three, but then also all my teammates are very, very fluent in English, as mm. long, along with my coaches and really everybody there. And like I said, I think about, I would say, over 90% of the people I've talked to, the people there, speak very good and fluent English. And so, yeah, the, the whole language barrier was not a problem at all, which was made it a lot easier and, you know, easier to get around, to communicate, to order food, things like that. So that made it more fun overall. John Fulkerson joining us on your TLD Logistics hotline. They're online at tldlogistics.com. John, the the thing about you getting a chance to travel, everybody always thinks about, you know, well, the NBA, the NBA, the NBA. Basketball played all over the world. And you make pretty good money playing all over the world. Right, right, exactly. And I think that's, um, you know, I would say that I can speak on almost all of college basketball players, probably basketball players in general, and saying the NBA is their goal, and it should be, and but, you know, some people just take different paths, and I think exactly what we've been talking about, just being able to travel and, you know, make money and to see different cultures, different languages, architecture, you know, so many different things, food. It's just something that maybe if I didn't play basketball over there, then I wouldn't have that opportunity otherwise to to experience all this. The, one of my favorite things about sport, right, is that it opens the world to you. And if you never would have picked the basketball up, like like my son played, played just finished up playing golf in college, um, and one of the things they got to do, aside from playing all these great courses all over this country, was take a trip over to Ireland, and or Scotland, rather, and was a Scotland, wherever, wherever all those great golf courses are. At any rate, he's going to laugh at me later for not knowing, but... I, I don't know what day it is. That said, um, you had a chance 
as part of the Vols when you were with the Tennessee team to take one of those trips. And, man, that to me, that's just an enriching thing that people miss about sports and athletics. It is. It is. And, you know, I think that's just one of the many things that sports in general can can do for you. I mean, I think it brings so many people together. I mean, look at kneeling on a Saturday. I mean, that's inside and outside the stadium. That's And, and around Knoxville, that's, you know, maybe half a million people that are getting together all over the state and that's just on on one day and then if you look at you know years of playing being able to travel meeting new people all all kinds of things like it's it's really um i guess um fun and eye-opening the way what all sports can do for you john fulkerson's having a camp this weekend you you've always had an eye uh toward your community and towards helping people so tell me how this came about before we get into the particulars of the camp. How did this whole thing come about for you? So I, I would say that it kind of happened the way I grew up. And by that, I mean the way I looked at people like Chris Lofton and Wayne Chisholm, Skylar McBee, people like those guys. And because I grew up in Kingsport, Tennessee, which is about an hour and a half from Knoxville and I mean, those guys were my idols growing up. You know, I watched every Tennessee basketball game. I went when I had the chance. And so, you know, I had to, I was very fortunate to be able to meet some of those guys and get a picture with them, you know, get their autograph. And then fast forward, what, 15 years later, um, I was in that same position. And so it kind of really hit home for me that, hey, I was in all these kids' positions and now I'm the one that they're looking up to. And so, I just want to be the, the best example and role model I can for them because I know how much I looked up to those Tennessee basketball players, and so I know how much they're looking up to me. And so I think that the next Chris Lofton, the next Wayne Chisholm, the next John Fulkerson, the next Grant Williams is going to be out there, is going to be playing at Tennessee, and hopefully that they can do the same thing. And so having a camp is just one of those things that I can give back to the community, that I can – spend a lot of time with the kids one-on-one time in groups things like that and and you know we do play a lot of basketball at my camp we do do you know skills and drills but really my camp's about having fun hanging out and so that's just a little bit about why you know i choose to do these camps tell me about it what well, give me give us the particulars folks listening it's going to come up this weekend go ahead john yes yeah, so my camp is this saturday in Kingsport at TNT uh, Sports Complex, and there is a K through eight session from ten to twelve in the morning, and then there is a high school session from one to three, and those sessions will will be a little bit different. the The first session will be a lot of different stations and um, different competitions, different uh, drills. And then the next one will be a little bit more um, live play, one-on-one, uh, more competitions. Um, but both will be very laid back, um, very relaxed. Just, like I said, a way to get back to the community, a way to have fun, a way to see some fans, to interact with my community. Um, and, you know, I'm born and raised in Kingsport, and so it's one of the ways to get out there and, and see the kids from there and, and really – in the surrounding areas as well, but that is the, I guess, logistics of 
the camp coming up this Saturday. Well, and I told you this on, off the air, I'll say it on the air to you. If we can ever be of service to you here as you do things like this, uh, and I'm sure that you will, um, please shoot us a text. We're always glad to share our airwaves with you. Toward that end, um, do you have like an email address that, or, or, or something or a website where folks can reach out if they need more information? Absolutely, absolutely. If you have any questions, um, you can email my marketing email, and that is fulkybrand at gmail.com. So just fulkybrand at gmail.com, and, and we'll get back to you, and um, we can answer any questions or comments that you may have. You know, um, I love the Folky brand thing because that comes, th- that comes from a couple years ago. When you uh, were on campus, when the NIL thing became real, and it basically changed college sports forever, look at how they've turned this thing, John, into pay-for-play, like overnight. You're right. Is it wild right. or what, man? It's wild, isn't it? It's it's very very wild, and I think it's wild. I mean, I mean, like you said, it's it's pretty much pay-for-play, and and then if you add the transfer portal in, if you mix NIL with the transfer portal, yep. Um, it, it's basically like almost like you know, NFL, MLB, NBA. You know, what team, what college, what university is going to give you the most money? Um, it's not even back when I went through the recruiting process, which some may say that was twenty years ago. Um, but that you know, I wanted to go where I like the coaches, I like my teammates, I like the city, the campus, the community, and now I feel like, and and, and I can't speak from example because. I have not been there firsthand, but it's almost like the kids are just going where they're offered the most money, and and it, it has changed um, college athletics. And is it for the good or for the bad? You know, I, I'm not really sure. I would have to do some more research, but um, I mean, it's it's definitely changed, and, and there's a lot of money circulating in that. And, and you know, hopefully, it'll make the the competitions better and, and the games better. But I guess we'll we'll see and find out. You know, I was thinking about because it's Chase Burns thing. You know, he just got got up and left, and uh, mm-hmm. great great player. And everybody makes their own decisions. You know, on here we were just sort of like looking at it. And I can only give the perspective of somebody my age. You can give the perspective of somebody a little older than him. But when I look at a guy like you and a guy like him, and he's not alone. You know, a lot of these guys are just going to jump. Okay, fine. But when you do that, you leave your roots behind. He's an in-state mm-hmm. kid like you are. One day, you guys are all going to get together. And I see, like, the Jordan Howes of the world, people I know you were mentioning, Chris Lofton, who we have on and had frequently. And um, I see those guys. Like, when Chris had his jersey raised into the rafters, all of his teammates were there. You know, it was really important to them and everybody involved. And they had a big reunion and... You know, I just wonder about all this jumping around. Those those guys one day aren't going to have the connection that you guys have. I, I think that's kind of a sad aspect of this whole thing, John, because I think they're going to miss out. Right, right, and and I can I can speak from personally, and you know, I was there for six years at Tennessee, and you know, did I have the opportunity opportunity to transfer every year? Yes, I did. Did I think about transferring in a year? No. And I think to, to 
validate your point that me, myself, I love Tennessee. I love the coaches, the teammates, Vol Nation. Like, I, I love those guys. Like, I truly loved putting on a Tennessee jersey that I never thought about transferring. Um, but also, like you said, I, I think each guy has their own path. And, you know, their paths may be different than mine, than yours. And um, I guess you can't really hold them down, I guess. Um, but for, for me personally, I never thought about transferring just because of the, how much I fell in love with Tennessee. Um, but I, I guess we can't speak personally to, to other people in, you know, in their situation. No. And you know, it's hard too. like, I know you in in-state guys, right? You come to Tennessee from your town and there's a lot of scrutiny here, like mm-hmm. on, in basketball, you know, like you got me morons like me on my post-game show a blast of the team you got these idiots on um uh tw- twitter who i call the twitties going at student athletes mm-hmm. you've got the chat boards you've got all that stuff and, and you know like like with me folks i just want to say our our after our post game for the michigan show I, I launched on you i shouldn't have done it i apologize for that i felt terribly i felt terribly at the time I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing. It's it's difficult, isn't it? Like to take all that criticism, and, and I know that you know for some people, it's uh, it's it's impossible, and they just say, "Well, I'm going to leave." You know, it's hard, right? I mean, doing being in that arena is very difficult. Right, right, and I I would definitely agree, and I would say that you know there's definitely, and and I would say that that Vol Nation, um, they're by far the most loyal fans, the most supportive, the most caring, the most loving. And I think they're the way they are because they have really high expectations exactly. of, right. of the players yeah. and of the teams. And and which they should, you know. Um, you know, they're not okay with, with, you know, finishing second or, you know, coming up short and, and, and they want they want Tennessee to win. And now that I'm done playing, I'm one of the also biggest Tennessee Tennessee fans there is. Um, but I know how much pressure and um, weight is on all those players' shoulders because they know they don't want to let Vol Nation down because they know how supportive they are and how much that they really love the players, but then they know how much they expect out of them. And so um, it, it can it can be tough sometimes, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we practice as hard as we can every single day. Our coaches put us in, in the best position to win, and and we go out there and you know we try our best, and sometimes we come up short. But um, yeah, playing playing at Tennessee, um, I don't know if I would say it, it came with pressure because I think every every college you, you want to win just as much. But um, I would say that just the, the Tennessee standard is, is different, which is a good thing that that we we have very high standards as an athletic department as student athletes as fans and so we're we're always trying to live up to those standards you know the thing about on the way on the way out here john i I appreciate you spending some time with us the thing that's about your sport that's always gotten me and again it got me on our post game that the day after the michigan the afternoon of the michigan game those games are so painful man like when you get beat in that tournament and you have those expectations 
is that is that a hard thing as like a student athlete? Is that a hard thing or or just a competitor? Do you ever like think back on those games, or do you is it is it or you just let it go? Um. Well, I would say personally, the NCAA tournament is one of the most in in, in basketball. The March Madness tournament in basketball is one of the most exciting things to watch as an outsider, as a fan, because almost you're always cheering for the underdog. You never want the higher seed to win. Right. And but when you go in, like it didn't matter if if Tennessee was a two seed and Michigan was a fourteen seed. You know, they, they still have the, the almost the same chance or opportunity to beat us. And and when you go in, you know, let's just use that example. Let's say, you know, we're going up against um, the, a 16 seed, a, a low major that barely got in the tournament. We know up and down that we're the better team. We know we could beat them by 50 if we really tried. But when that game comes, when, when, when that ball sits in the air, it's almost like all the statistics, all the rankings, all the everything is out the window and it's almost like you're just five guys playing five guys and in that tournament it's almost like you're you don't want to be the higher seed you don't want to be favored because you know the whole nation is is cheering against you and um you know that that tournament it just it's so odd i mean you can never even pick what team's going to win what team's going to lose and so being a part of it and playing in it is really fun and really, really special, but it's almost like every team is even when it comes to the playing. And, and obviously you want to do your best. That's, that's the biggest time of the season that counts. Um, but it's, it's almost like there's just so much pressure that you, you try to do too much or too little and, and the other team is just kind of playing freely. And the portal – only adds to that. And the other thing about the NCAA tournament that gets me is versus like any of these playoffs that we see, like the NBA playoffs, seven games. Okay, better team's going to win. More times than not, better team's going to win. In, the, in that NCAA tournament deal, if a team like like Michigan, big guy starts making shots that you're not expecting, all of a sudden it's like, oh, man. And, and it's like in your, in your mind, everybody watching, it's like, oh, God, we're in trouble. And that's the thing about that thing that's always gotten me is you play four bad minutes as a team, you go home. It's crazy. Right. It's right. it's like razor's edge, craziness with the pressure, and um, but on the way out, you really you really love this place. That's not a we're not playing games here. Like I can hear that in your heart, man. You you love this place. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And so one more time, your camp this weekend is yeah so my camp is saturday um this saturday from k through eight is 10 to 12 and then from one to three is the high school group um grades ninth through 12th and um it'll be very fun very relaxed um a lot of competitions um just to come out and hang out enjoy being around each other have some fun so i'd love to see as many as you guys out there um and hopefully I'll see you guys Saturday. And I'm going to put that email in my blog tomorrow. Uh, give it to us one more time, John Fulkerson, uh, this weekend. Folk, give me that one more time. Folky Brand. Yes, yes. Folky Brand. So just F-U-L-K-Y-B-R-A-N-D, folkybrand at gmail.com. At gmail. 
And what's the name of that place one more time where the camp's going to be? It's called TNT Sportsplex. Oh, like so, Dynamite. Yes, yes. TNT, TNT Sportsplex, yes. okay? Yes. All right, my man. Hey, um, anything else you'd care to add here on the way out? And I really appreciate uh, you being on with us today. Um, I really appreciate it as well. I appreciate your time and, and having me on. But like I said, now that I'm done playing, I'm, I'm one of the biggest biggest Tennessee fans there is. And so um, I, I love cheering on every single sports team. It's, it's hard to watch it over in Belgium, but it's been a lot of late night staying up over there <laughs> watching watching those uh, sporting events. But, you know, I do it. Um, and I can't wait to – or I guess I can wait until my basketball career is done I can – go in person but until then i'll be cheering on from a distance but you know i appreciate all the support from ball nation that you guys continually give all the student athletes and you gave myself for a long time so please keep on doing that and supporting them and and i'll be back one day to to be with you guys hey john are you telling me that like a football or basketball game what what hours are you up over there if you're looking at it so for example the alabama game this year, which, you know, I don't think anybody would have missed that. I think I went to sleep at maybe like 5 a.m. That, that, that night or morning. And so, yeah, that, that night or morning was, was pretty late. Um, but it was definitely worth it. And so, so like, uh, after that, so during that, are you, like, texting your family and friends, like, while the game's going on at 2 a.m. your time? And just, like, you got to be, like, buzzing like a bee there. And then after oh, that's yeah. over... How do you sleep? I mean, your adrenaline's got to be going wild when they beat Alabama. That, that's that, that's a great a great um, comment because you're exactly right. Um, it, it was hard to sleep after that. You know, I wanted to be you know there rushing the field as well, but um, you know, especially after those games, and then basketball too, because you know basketball really hits really home and close to my heart for me, and so I get really fired up and intense and you know adrenaline going during those games and so after those games it's hard to calm down as well but i got to find a way because i got to get up to for me to practice the next morning for for my for my team and so um but it's it's been different watching it from afar and and being up late and you know watching it from the bench after being out there but um i'll be able to watch it hopefully regular time here soon Folkybrand at gmail.com, TNT Sportsplex on Saturday um, up in Kingsport. Hey, hey, John, keep giving back, man, and um, we look forward to talking with you down the line. And best of luck to you. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Absolutely appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. Thank you. Sean Sinclair, that kid is, uh, that young man is a pretty class act. That's really cool that he's doing that in his in uh, in his community as well yeah and he's always uh he's always been the symbol of joy on a basketball court to me it just seemed like he um not all, look not all of his career was fun yep uh obviously the injury his freshman year coming back um then he had um i think his third year or fourth year he was just hell on wheels. It could not be stopped. Looked like he was going to be a, you know, surefire NBA uh, draft pick trajectory there, and then it didn't. It didn't kind of work out. Maybe some more injuries, but all along he seemed to take um, the experience of being a college basketball player 
as a fun one and squeezed all the juice he could out of it. And I wish him nothing but the success. And you know what? I'm I'm envious of him in a way because you know we always talk about you know stuff about oh I'd like to see the world exactly right I'd like to do right. like right. that and right it never occurred to me that in you know when um, Kobe Bryant was a uh, was it Upper Marion up in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. when he was in high school and talking about his dad Jelly Bean you know when they would live in in Italy and all over Europe and I thought that's fantastic. What kind, and they they make good money over I mean really good money, and so uh, I hope he absolutely exhausts that complete opportunity over there and has a great life throughout Europe because I those when you're I, I would imagine when you're able to see the world on someone else's dime that's got to be incredible. Well, the Wii is Tony White played over in Belgium uh, among some other stops, but he told me he said man. He said, you know, you're there, you're young, you're an athlete, you're doing your... Now, he had a family. He goes, but, you know, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to really learn about yourself. You know, when you when you go away, and uh, so shout-out to the Wiz as well. Let's go back to our phones as I thank John Fulkerson for joining. And, again, folkybrand at, G- at gmail.com. I'll have that in the blog tomorrow. The information on the camp and let's get our next call in hello and welcome hi you're on the air i'm here sorry uh hey how's it going hey what's going um, on my you, man how you doing you colombo you think that this thing with the NSA is kind of their last stand it's kind of interesting right and it happened a&m is the absolute flashpoint in this thing because they're the current member in the league they're the one. Hey, Sean, give him your um, give him your theory as to who's behind this whole thing. Go ahead, Sean. You what you were telling me off the air? Oh, I, I think that you know it's look. It, it, it's easy to call me a uh, conspiracy as a Tennessee fan here, but I I think if you take a look at recent history, uh, this is this is all driven by Nick Saban uh, and, and and his people because. If they would have had any advantage that comes out of Alabama, never seems to be broadcasted or never seems to be you know, talked about in the same thing. Uh, I'm all for advantages. I hope we have advantages. Uh, but you know, this is ever since ever since um, Jimbo had that outstanding best class ever. You know, Nick Saban's been on this thing, and then you take a look at the the eight game. And by the way, Mark, glad to have you back. I know we've had our uh, our, our our discussions, but uh, I heard you yesterday, and I'm glad you're calling back. I, I've really missed your calls. That's truth. Um, but uh, I I think that if this if this was an Alabama state law, you wouldn't hear much about this. I truly believe that. Well, Go ahead, just because it just because he's being self serving doesn't make him wrong. And that's no, no, not oh no, not you're wrong. you're exactly right. This, this uh, thing's a mess, man. Look, this thing look, is an absolute look, mess. These are all intertwined with the, the school and the collective. They're intertwined. It's just Texas A&M being super blatant about it. The rest of the league is looking at them like, come on. And on the other hand, they're saying, we better have ours ready to go. Because, Tony, part of this, too, is kind of hard to, to say that you giving money to something to go pay for a strong safety is considered a charitable gift. So the tax implications for these high-level donors that are giving these 
collectives, they're not going to write these things off. But you go to the university, you certainly can. That's the point. It's like, uh, well, I guess you could call that sports washing in a way. Yeah, it's, it's money laundering. That's and that's what they called it in Dellinger's original article back in May or whatever it was. But the NCA in the court of public opinion is getting killed. But I think they have a decent argument to say, look, we're a, we're a, we're a voluntary institution. If you don't like our rules, you can drop out. Yep. And maybe the Power Five does that. But will that hold up at a Texas state court? Probably not. So it's probably going to end up going to the United States Supreme Court after an appellate decision. Um, but I was I heard Sean talking, or you said that he is kind of turned off by the recruiting thing, and I was thinking about it. And it's because we had a romanticism about, now we could have enough plausible deniability to, to, to kind of ignore, you know, what's beyond, what's always been cheating. But we always, we always had a romanticism about this kid chose this school for the same reasons I did. This kid's having the same experience at the University of Tennessee that I did. We don't have that anymore. They're just going for the money. And that's why I've been turned off by it. And they, you know, the, the romanticism's gone. It's all transactional. Sean, what's, what are your reasons? You, you said that last week. I, I didn't want to misquote you, uh, but last week you, you had expressed on here, because we were talking, the context was, look, Tennessee's having a, really fabulous class you just said it's hard for you to get in the headspace or even maybe even the heart space where you're jazzed up about it as you used to be well i don't want it to be semantics with what mark is saying uh, turned off is not not accurate uh, again not semantics arguing here it's just, it's just not the same for me because uh like mark referenced the romanticism of it i'm look i'm not saying that nobody knows more than i did but i I saw everything there is to see when I was at UT. There, there's, uh, I've seen it all. I'm not going to talk about it all, but I've seen it all. So I'm, I'm under no delusion that a kid has a calling to come wear the orange. I get it. Yeah. Um, however, what I am saying is in that same talk last week, we had Ryan Callahan on, and I tried to ask him a question about the elephant in the room of NIL. Because even those guys, they, they're only getting half the story. And they, because the NIL plays such a big part in this. And so that's the reason why I don't, it's not because there's a fantasy or, or a, or a thought that, hey, we're all on even terms and the kid comes here. It's the fact that now I'm not privy to any of that stuff. And so yeah. if that, if that's a deal right there where, because not only that, you know, sometimes it works both ways, Mark, and you know this. Sometimes you don't need an you need you need a starting center on the offensive line more than you need a sixth cornerback in your class. And so there could be a great cornerback that you just don't want to match the money that someone else is is, is offering because you really need something else. So in that sense. That kind of takes it away from me too, uh, know, because there there are there are the, budgets. There the are, you mentioned. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The media. You mentioned the reporters and the media. The media needs to start asking these guys this, these questions. Why are you afraid of it? Ask them what was there an NIL? Was an NIL? Well, because it's supposed to be it? because it's supposed to be illegal. 
And, and I think that's why. In, in yeah, the, yeah, we're still, they're still walking on eggshells. Yeah, they're still walking around on eggshells on the deal. And that's another reason why we need some kind of uniform code or whatever it is. I don't know how you get there because the time you would have done the uniform code stuff would have been before that thing got to the Supreme Court. If you, if you could have gotten real and said, hey, this is where it's going. The O'Bannon case isn't going anywhere. The remote humans of the world and those people agitating all these years, they're right. Uh, we need to kind of get get our hands around this, but they chose. They're still doing it. They're still going up yeah. there to federal government going, hey, help us. Nick Saban's are going, help us. You know, finally, you I, would, I, would, I hope it stays in Texas, this this attention, because yeah. Nico, Nico at the start was a lightning rod for a lot of this stuff. That's right. And as long as the eyes are on Texas, so to speak, as the song goes, I'm fine with that because, I, like, we need to keep all of that attention away from Knoxville. Yeah, exactly. And then these, and they, and my my guess is that, well, I don't, I don't think NCAA has a stomach to do it, but I think the NCAA wants to hammer Texas A&M to try to show they have some kind of teeth, and there'll be a suit by the Texas A&M collective, and that's when they'll go to court. But why? I don't know if you can have a college situation or you know college football where different because all these other states are going to be pressured to pass laws that are equal to Texas. Yep. And I don't even care that look. Nobody is saying don't pay the kids. That's the thing. People are saying got to change this. Not that we're saying don't pay the kids, but you have to look at the ramifications all this has on the complete on the college ecosystem. Like I was talking about yesterday, if you make these people employees. Then you're going to play, to, you're, and you treat this as a quote unquote business. Then you're going to play three sports. You're going to play college football. You're going to play a little bit of men's basketball, and you're going to there are six SEC baseball programs they're going to play, and that's going to be it. There's going to be everything else to be club. Well, I don't men's th- golf will be a club sport. No, and because as yeah. long as you're as long as you no, because as long as you're offering opportunity to men, you got to offer it to women. It's called Tony. federal law. We're back to this. No, don't tell me. Exactly. It's so called federal it. law, sweetie. I know, but you, you can't afford. Well, you then you need to figure out a way to. Then you need to figure out a way to afford it and quit building buildings. That's where they are. Tony, you're, Tony. You're, you're, let me tell you this. Your concept of partitioning that thing off is fantasy. You're in land Tony. grant universities. That's fantasy, Mark. Tony, like I said yesterday. The Carolina Panthers don't have to pay for the women's golf program. Well, they didn't, that's but they weren't founded. Business. They weren't founded on a land grant university. That's why. Well, and also the Carolina that's, Panthers that's are protected by antitrust laws that that no one else is. Well, that's another point. And the other reason why this is not pro sports: when the Carolina Panthers go two and fifteen, they get the number one draft pick. That's right. So. I know everybody wants to call it pro sport, but it's not. No, it's, but it's not amateur either. It's not it's, amateur it's either. Something it's something in the pro. middle. It's, it's weird. Something weird in the middle. Yep. And and and, and there are no rules for on you guys. It. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What's really wrong with all of this stuff? I mean, I I know it's inconvenient for the fan. Right. I know it's inconvenient, but what is really wrong with it? Okay. Well, I can't keep up with the players as they go back. Well, that's tough. You know, so what? Who cares about you? You can't keep up with it. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do it. We said before that the people that will ultimately suffer from this are the kids. 
That college some World kids, Series, some guys. Kids will get money. Thank some kids will get money, and they and their entourage will blow through that money well, immediately. And then, and then the rest of the kids will get in the portal, but hurt about something, yep. and they won't. You know, as the president said, fifty percent of the kids don't even find a home, so their college education is just stifled right there. Yeah, I will not. Yeah. not but here's the thing. Here are facts, is Mark. Four and a half million people watch that College World Series game the other night. One of the biggest numbers they've ever had, if not the biggest. And here's the reason why. LSU had star players that transferred in from other programs, and Florida had big star players that transferred in from other programs. And you know what? College football ratings are at an all-time high right now. College basketball ratings are not because they ruin their sport uh, because they let the NBA destroy their sport. Women's basketball, all-time high uh, with the characters and that super team that LSU put together, the good versus evil, or however you want to phrase that. The point is, these sports are pretty healthy on television, Mark. On television, absolutely, and I won't deny that, and that's what people are going to point to when they say, see, there's nothing wrong with this. But is this sustainable? And when I say sustainable, I mean, look, the mega donor that that, is going to spend their money the way they're going to spend their money whatever the casual fan is just rooting for the laundry they're going to say whatever but your your kind of middle fan you know that that follows it that you know buys the season tickets are they ever going to be turned off by all this by kids leaving after one year like a chase burns or a or a you know a guy that's you know putting off putting a deck on his house so he can afford tennessee season tickets is there going to be a point in time where he goes what am i even doing with this for LSU's just buying championships. Why am I even? What am I spending this money for? That's what I'm concerned with. Well, and I as far think as the interest, as far as the interest yeah, of it goes, it'll be interesting to see. And I appreciate you. Ten years from now, what the interest looks like because we're not going back. We're not going back. In fact, you're only going to go forward, and we continue with more. And maybe you stay at this model. I don't see what I don't see what the alternatives are that are somewhere between amateur. And college. I will tell you this. This talk about how Chase Burns got offered three quarters of a million dollars from LSU, if you're saying that, you're embarrassing yourself. The number is about a hundred grand that they offered him initially, uh, as part of what you know, as part of the tampering process that they did. Now they're gonna say they didn't do it, but they did. I I, I know this thing. I know this one. Trust me when I tell you this. Tennessee came back at about 160, which kind of blew him away, but not enough to stay because the ceilings were hurt. But they, he was surprised by it. So those of you that are repeating that college baseball players are making three-quarters of I mean, get real. I'm just telling you to get real as we continue with more on the other side after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. This is Bob Kessling with Pat Ryan. It's a beautiful day for digging. The backhoe operator has the engine running and is moving into position. He's heading for the ground. He's in there. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Let's get out of the field for the call from our official. Illegal procedure on the digging team. Oh, that penalty could cause a costly accident. 
That's right, Bob. He needs to call before he digs. There's underground utility lines that could be hiding just below the surface. Water, sewer, electrical, communication lines, and even natural gas. Avoid a penalty by first calling 811 to have any underground public utility lines located and marked with flags or paint. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association, funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony, be back with you, 865-200-5402. About seven to play on a beautiful Wednesday. The great Sean Sinclair in the house. I'm enjoying my summer hours here as we've hit the summertime. So we're going to kind of limit what we're doing here just to recharge and get ready for the fall. And everything that's up ahead of you and all the big plans we have, we've got some huge plans for the fall. Let's go back to the phones and get our next call in. Hello and welcome. How are my friends compatriots doing today? Hey, Tom Beer. Well, it's interesting stuff of all this about the NIL and what's going to happen. And, you know, I was just thinking the, uh, you know, the NCAA created the basketball tournament in the, in the 30s, I believe. And believe it or not, people refused to go and continued to go to the NIT, which was the biggest tournament in the country. Isn't that funny? And then all of a sudden, guess who won? The NCAA. Television. Yep. Television. Television, baby. Uh, and, you know, they created uh, all these other tournaments for sports. I think baseball started in the 40s, the College World Series. Yep. Don't you wish the NCAA back in the 30s or 40s, somebody had said, let's create a football tournament. Well, it would have been so it would have been so normal. Although I loved how different college football was for all those years, I loved it as a bowl sport. I know W. Lynn, you and I have gone round and round on that. I loved it when two teams could raise their hand and say, "We're both national champions," and argue about it for a year. It was just it was so fun. I loved it too because in the you know when I started following in the mid sixties and early seventies. I could look at the last few games and every bowl game and say, this has to happen for Tennessee to have a shot to be number one. Exactly. Now it's all taken away because it's all going to boringly play out on the field. You are so right. I remember sitting there going, these are the six or seven teams that are in it. These are, and then this has to happen. And if Colorado ties us, you know, and then if, and then, yeah. oh my God, we just had another tie and it's 1990 and we've got like four of them now. And yeah, that and was we, a uh, fun we time. Pull for, we got to pull for somebody to lose the Ohio State Michigan game because yep. that'll help us move up. Yep. You know, the romance of the deal, man. The romance of the deal. Yep. But you, you just know they're kicking themselves for not starting a tournament back then, you know, with the big four bowls. That's what they could have done. They you know, could have and, uh, parented, parented money down through the years yeah. if they'd have done that. But I think they get 90-some percent of their money from the NCAA basketball tournament now. The they do. They get close to three-quarters of a billion dollars by, yeah. with that NCAA and, tournament. 
And I, you know, they've they've passed some deal in the NCAA that we haven't talked about much. That twenty five percent of teams should go to tournament sports at the end of the year. Well, that'd be like ninety six in basketball and baseball and softball and volleyball. I wasn't aware you know, of that. Yeah, like they've said they want twenty five percent of their teams, and it's all about money. It's all about maybe another weekend of tournament. You know what it's about. It's, well, it's about if you do that, time. then if you if they adopt that, wouldn't they have to have like a twenty-five team or a thirty-team um, college football tournament? Because there's one hundred and twenty-nine of those. Well, see, they don't control that. That's the the. the oh, uh, the I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. The doesn't control football. That's right. But don't don't be surprised in basketball and all the other sports that it's you know they're it was in the paper I read it you know and it these guys and these coaches will all talk about how they made the tournament. Oh yeah, it'd be like that first four crap. Yes, you know. the play-in. I have argued with my friends. W. Lynn, right. if you make a play-in game, are you in the NCAA tournament? W. Lynn, no, no. no. The answer is no. I have somebody says, well, yeah, that's the first round now. They call it the first. I don't care what they call it. If you call Friday, Saturday, it's still Friday, damn it. Don't tell me it's what they call it. It irritates me every time I look at a basketball media guy that says Conzo Martin went three and one in the NCAA. Right, he went two and one. That's right. He went two and one. Yes. He He more playing game. That's exactly right. But, uh, you know, it, it it's funny how this is all going to turn turn about. I, I expect college football will expand one day. They're expecting $2 billion for 12 teams for just in TV money, you know. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting. And yep. oh, I love John Fulkerson on there. How fun was it, Folky today, man? He's the greatest, and I would like to tell – Every former player, every ball for life, every ball for life, if you come here and you do your diligent duty, you will have a thousand companies in this area and state that will give you a job. W. Lynn, you said it, I didn't, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you, brother. You're the man. Thank you. We are going to do an overtime segment. I lied because I feel like it. So if you want to get on our TLD Logistics Overdrive, Overtime, do that. And we'll break it down. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. 
Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and Chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. 
Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.